Greg and Mare. They're so funny. And I can listen with my kids in the car. Good, clean, fun to start your day. 94.9 is awesome. Greg and Mare asking for you to fill in the blank this morning at 775-0949. I'm sorry, my kid, blank. This past weekend... My little kid who is potty trained, but still working on it. You know, uh, he was on the little race car toilet <laughs> in the in the bathroom. Which, by the way, who doesn't want a race car it's toilet? Awesome. <laughs> he also has a baby urinal, which is hilarious. Does it but, make him go fast? <laughs> I don't. He likes to sit on there and and steal my phone. Okay, <laughs> and he must have got some message and by accident clicked a face. A Facebook call. I don't know if you knew in Facebook Messenger you could call people. Yeah. Well, it was a thread of 150 people in this, like, health coaching thing my husband does. And he called everybody from the potty. So it was like a mass conference yes. call. Yes. <laughs> Video and, conference call. And he's call. like, Mom, Maddie, it's not working. And he's, like, got no pants. Like, it was so <laughs> embarrassing. So oh, no. We had to send out the message. I made my husband do it. You know. Yeah. I'm I, sorry. Yeah. My boy did this. <laughs> Technology is awesome and it has gotten so easy to use, perhaps a little too easy. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> That's like the one click purchase on Amazon. I'm sorry, Amazon. I need to return all these things. My daughter pulled the trigger on something she shouldn't have. You got to shut that off, you, the one click. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Seven seven five zero nine four nine JC. I'm sorry, my kid. Blank. My wife was shopping for her wedding dress, and the store had about fifty mannequins with dresses, you know, on display. Me and my wife had our backs turned to all the mannequins and my daughter at the time, which she was about four years old. We see a domino effect of mannequins just going down oh, one, no. by one by one by one by one. All you see are just mannequins and dresses all over the place. Please don't let that be my child. And sure enough, she's like, Daddy, look. And that was my daughter. I'm sorry my daughter destroyed your store. That is awesome. Looking back at it, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, it's funny now. But at the time, it was like, oh, no. So embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Oh, man, we love our kids. Yeah. But we've all had to apologize for them at least once or twice. Yeah, you know, putting the grilled cheese sandwich in the old school VCR and then having to buy someone a brand new one. How many new things have have you had to buy because your child ruined it by accident? Or at least made the offer, right? Sometimes people are so gracious, they're like, oh, we were going to replace that anyway. No, you weren't, but thank you so much for saying that. But in their head, they're like... Watch your kids, you bad parents. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Do you take breaks at work? I used to know people who would take a smoke break about every 15 minutes. Oh, my gosh. And the rest of us were trying to get stuff done. And it was like, well, I understand, you know, you have to go outside for the cigarette. But it'd be nice if you were inside just a little bit more working with us. Remember how bad that was even 10 years ago? I mean, it was way worse than it is even now. So many more people smoked. But here's the thing. Uh Those people might have had the right idea. Really? Because there's research out, a new study from North Carolina State University finds you'll have more energy and actually be better at your job if you start taking lots of micro breaks, which are like five minutes long. And, and your like, basic smoke break. Like when? Like <laughs> like every hour, you think? Well, that's the question. Uh, but they say lots of five-minute breaks throughout the day. So 
I don't know. I do think it helps your brain just to get up and walk around. And sometimes I know we have the funnest job ever, but sometimes we're so like in the studio, we forget yeah. to go out and, you know. Especially after the show. Oh, I, I know. I find that we're in here for hours. Yeah. After the show is over, it's like, I haven't been out of this room forever. In my little what are we doing? studio, they stuffed me in. I can't even stand up in it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. The lighting is bad. There's no window. Uh-huh. That should be enough of a reason for you to get up and walk out of there. I, I think, though, you know, we I do this like my husband's like a health coach and they do these Zooms. And in these Zooms, and I'm thinking we should do this, Greg. They, every 15 minutes, do a dance break. No, they do they not. They do. Well, it's a health thing. The, no, they're, well, they're talking about social media and stuff, but they say that you need to change your brain space so you could refocus. Because if you go straight for a half hour, Ugh. that you're not as productive. Yeah. You know, and, and so you'll hear all the jams and you'll <laughs> see all these people like dancing. And some of them are like 90. Some of them are like. The worst dancers. Yeah. Some of them are really young. You know, it's and it's fun to watch. It sounds like a con to me. No, no. I think we Pay should me do to it. be on this Zoom meeting that I'm now just going to play music. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sometimes the kids are all dancing. Oh. People's kids will go in no, front of the camera. No, dance breaks are exhausting. No, dance when, parties. No, oh. you become like extra friends. Like you're really friends when you do that. Like you don't even know these people, but now you know them because they've seen you at your worst dancing. Do you know what I'm saying? What kind of song would you like? Um. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to say, it takes two to make a da-da-da. Do we have that? I, I don't know. <laughs> Hang on. Let me, let me search for that. I don't know. I'm like going old school. Like. <laughs> but I think that we should do, I think we should do that every 15 minutes. Listen, we work at a radio station. There's songs. I know. Every minute. We should be having fun, shouldn't we? Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Let me see. Are you going to do that? Here. Are you going to actually dance? Greg's in the club right now. <laughs> doing the running man. In, in like the 1990s at uh, U of at, U at Arizona. House. That's oh, yeah. right. We called it U of A back then. Okay. <laughs> My name is Rob. I got a real funky concept. Listen up because I'm going to keep you in step. I got okay. an idea. Every 15 minutes. <laughs> no, thank you. Yes. I'm all set. Micro breaks. That was enough. It's the thing. That was my awesome dance party of the day. Okay, then just keep burning yourself out, Greg. Gotta be right now. Right now. I need you right now. Kim's been patiently holding on the phone here at 775-0949. Go ahead. What's going on with you right now, Kim? Yeah, my um, I'm taking my daughter and my grandkids. We're going to the wildlife uh, zoo up in Phoenix there. Oh. Oh, yeah, that looks awesome. You could go ziplining. What's it, is it called Out of Africa? No, not that one. It's, not, it's called wildlife. It's like a zoo. It's got like over 60,000 species. Oh, my oh gosh. My gosh. Yeah, it's got a lot of stuff to it. And my kids... My grandkids are four and 19 months old. Oh, Aww, little ones. They are going to love it. Well, just to be with them all day is a gift in itself. Oh, yeah. So that's where we're going tomorrow. And Oh, my Aww. God. You're inspiring me to get out and do something like that. Take the kids out. <laughs> yeah, well, and they got an albino 
alligator there. Oh, they've got an albino alligator? Did I tell you about my bad alligator dream? No. There was also a tiger involved. No, or a lion. Are these anxiety dreams? And like an ox. And the the, the alligator was like attacking the ox. (laughs) I don't know. What is that? Lion, tiger, in dream. It signifies that you're a person who knows precisely what you want. Oh, no. And you work hard to achieve your goals. You're hungry (laughs) for power in great leaders. I don't think that's what it meant. Okay, it's not that. Was, what about the alligator in the dream? dream. Oh, By the on. way, Kim, that sounds like an awesome getaway. I hope <laughs> yeah, you guys have a good. great time. Uh, when an alligator appears in your dreams, it could be a sign that you've discovered a hidden instinct oh, within no. yourself. It could also mean that you've experienced or uncovered, uncovered an act of treachery oh. <laughs> or deception in your life. And a dream about an alligator could also be positive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it means whatever you want it to be. Yes. Yeah, thanks for that. Daily Intentions with Greg and Mayer. Okay. Very big lesson today. Uh, do you know the difference between venting and emotional dumping? No. Okay. I honestly don't. What okay. is it? Well, venting, it's a healthy way to discuss, like, a single issue. After checking if the other person's okay with hearing you vent. My husband did this to me a couple of weeks ago, which was actually the proper way to do it. I can't even believe it now that I'm looking at this. (laughs) He's like, can I just emotionally like dump for a minute? And I said, yes. And it's, you know, being able to vent, you know, looking to release frustration and seek a solution. And that's that's good. Uh, Emotional dumping, which is not good. It's a repetitive, toxic conversation where you unconsciously unload your feelings and perspective, leaving no room for the other person to respond ever. And we've all been there. We've been in that dump. We've been in that whole victim mode where we can't, we can't say a word. We've also been on the receiving end of that where the, the victim is coming to you over and over again, and that's okay, but they keep saying the same thing over and over again, and it's kind of like they can't move it's a broken record yeah they yeah. can't get out of that track yeah it's real and it's and we get it it's hard we've all been there at some point in yes, our lives and it's hard to get sure. through so to avoid emotional dumping check in before you dive in so i'm having a really tough day are you in a space to listen my ex just texted me out of the blue to ask if we can meet up is it okay if i vent for a minute to you this week's been super stressful for me do you have time this weekend to talk about it okay so things like that my family's driving me insane And if a friend is emotionally dumping on you, try responding like this. I noticed we talked about the same situation last week. Would you like me to help you talk through a solution? Or, you know, I'm understanding that you're hurting right now, but I'd really appreciate if you asked me where I'm at before jumping into what's going on with you. Oh, man. I feel like I got to go get a psych degree or something. Just to be able to, you know, get half of what you're saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so so if somebody's coming back to you with the same solution, that same problem over and over, being yes. able to be like, can you ask about me? It would really right, be nice right. if you could ask something about me, too. Oh, I know my, you're I, going through a hard time. How, how awkward is that? It though? is awkward. <laughs> it is. It is. I but, think the secret is just know what your tendency is. Are you an emotional dumper or are you the occasional venter? And if you're not happy with the answer. Oh, my gosh. There are times in my life I've been the dumper for sure. Yeah, we've all done it. We've all done it. I hope to never go back there. That's why a little daily intention. (laughs) We're we're trying to be better than we used to be. Uh, It's such a gross place. You feel dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that way being part of this show every day. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. I'm kidding. Uh. Tina, let's play the 652 Pop Q. Here's question number one. The new Peacock streaming service is making every single episode of the show, The Office, available for free for one week, and then you got to pay to play, four ninety nine a month. Which major network owns and operates Peacock? Is that NBC? It sure is, NBC. Yeah, very yeah. good. The Peacock Network. One for one. Yes. Question number two, actor Bruce Willis, Me Too villain Harvey Weinstein, and Glenn Close are all celebrating birthdays today. Can you name this Glenn Close movie? Listen carefully. I just want to be a part of your life. Oh, this is the way you do it, huh? Showing up at my apartment? What am I supposed to do? You won't answer my calls. You change your number. I mean, I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. She's not going to be ignored. Can you name the movie? I know it. <laughs> Fatal Attraction. Oh, yes. Yeah. I always get that in basic instinct. Movie. Oh, man. <laughs> that, is, that movie will, you should show your husband it on day one of marriage. That's what you <laughs> should do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Question number three. HBO Max is working on a documentary about the early death of actress Brittany Murphy. It's said to go beyond the conspiracy theories to look into what really happened. Which of the following films does not include Brittany Murphy? A, Just Married with Ashton Kutcher. B, Clueless with Alicia Silverstone. Or C, Eight Mile with Eminem. The first one, Just Married. Um, it's kind of a trick question. It's a trick question. She's in all those. She's in all three of them. Yeah, Gregory, yeah. yes. You know, I'm excited. It'll be interesting to see the real story because that was a weird death along with her boyfriend. Her, yeah, he died like what? A very short time later. Yeah. The whole- under very similar circumstances. <laughs> we're thinking about, you know, how things have changed, obviously, over the last year as we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel here. And people were asked, like, what are the first world problems that you faced over the first year of, or the last year of this pandemic that you never faced before now. Yeah, because my first world problems pre-pandemic were like lame, really. Like the nail salon, they're like, we have a matching color for your pedicure that we can do on your manicure dip nails. And it would be a different color. And it made me so frustrated. You were so upset. I know, I was upset about stupid things. I didn't get mad at them, really. But in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm a little OCD about that. <laughs> And now I'm like, that is so uh-huh. ri- ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. now, too now much. Now people are talking about things like your glasses fogging up when you're wearing a mask. That's that's the new first world yeah, problem. Yeah, first world problems you know? is when I'm like, okay, I'm ready to take off the pandemic, you know, few pounds that we put off, you know, and, and try to go outside. And it's either way too hot because we're Tucson or it's way too cold. Like, we just can't get the right temperature. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, if that's yeah. what you're complaining about. Yeah, not so bad. You got a pretty good life. Uh-huh. Uh, how about long delays when you get your food delivered? I can't believe they said it's going to be 45 minutes. I know. <laughs> really, everything seems ridiculous it now. It just is. Uh, the yeah. Netflix freezing up, though, that's been a problem before uh, pandemic that's and a during. Real problem. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> um, not being able to wear most of the clothes in your closet. That's true. I felt like really different this past year because haven't had my hair done. I haven't had my nails done in a year, sure, right? Right. Sure. I know you probably feel that way too. Like, like oh, upkeep. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry how I look every day. <laughs> you look fine. <laughs> no eyelash extensions. It's really hard. Of course, it helps that I can't really see you, probably. And 
My eyesight's probably not getting better through this whole thing since we've been staring at screens longer than ever. That's true. Talking about these ridiculous first world problems we all get wrapped up in. You know, your glasses fogging up when you're wearing a mask. Yeah, really. You know, for example, it's not that big of a deal, but we, you know, as humans like to complain. Yes. You know, (laughs) but Netflix isn't loading the one show I want to watch right now. How how, am I not paying enough? So frustrating. (laughs) But there are other things, aren't there, John? And, you know, some of the some of the stories here coming out of the NCAA tournament, too, the coach of uh, I think it's Wolfolk State, his mom was a victim of domestic violence when he was 12 years old. He confronted his dad and dad left and never came back. Wow. And he, well, he was saying that being down 10 points in a game isn't adversity. Opening a refrigerator with nothing in it is adversity day after day, wondering where your next meal's coming from, getting food from a food bank and having green beans is nothing but a meal for two or three days straight, mm-hmm. hoping to get a little bit of meat. He said that's adversity. Wow. Being down 10 points in a game is an adversity. Yeah, boy, it really gives you perspective, right? Oh, my gosh. These right? things that we, that we all like to complain about or I feel like a horrible person about. now. <laughs> I, <laughs> well, it's just a reminder of how blessed we really are, you know, how fortunate we really are. I think that if we could all learn to just relax a little bit, yeah. you know, you're, you're going somewhere, your appointment, they're running late, you know, not give them dirty looks, just let them breathe a little bit and, and get to you when they get to you, you know, in traffic, try not to just freak out on people. Yeah, one of our Facebook friends uh, runs a, a pub over on the hashtag east side, mm-hmm. and she said some of the people on St. Patrick's Day were so nasty because the staff was not used to having a huge yeah. load of customers, right? right? Because... You know, the pandemic, they've mm-hmm. had to cut back on staffing, just like a lot of places have. She said, my staff was awesome. They did a great job with what they had to work with. But people were complaining about, you know, the service being a little slow or them not getting a table right away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Treat people and well thought, right now. You know, like, if ever there yes. was a time to have a little patience with, with others, it's right now. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. It's time for your whole enchilada, the important stories of the day. Yeah, let's start off with... Tomorrow, first day of spring, officially. They it kind say, of feels like it. 84 it? today, 83 tomorrow. They yeah. say it'll make you happier and healthier. You know, the increased sunlight. We always get sunshine, you know, but it's a mood booster. You might start to sleep better. You know, your activities outside. Even though we're always outside. (laughs) I mean, here in Arizona, I don't think we get as much benefit from it as other parts of the country. Yeah. But your friends and family who've been griping all winter. And when you talk to them on the phone, they're like, they're going to start to brighten up and that'll improve your world. And and P.S., the sky is actually bluer. It's not your imagination. The sky looks more blue in the springtime. Yeah, it's due to part of the sun's position. So who knew? Yeah. Uh, here's something else worth celebrating. Taking lots of short little micro breaks. A new study from North Carolina State University finds you'll have more energy and actually be better at your job if you start taking lots of these little micro breaks, like five minutes long throughout the day. Getting up from your desk, getting up from your we workspace and going somewhere else. To do that, yeah. Greg, because I'm telling you, like for for me, you know, we go on the Zoom call for this health coaching thing my husband does, and they take a dance break every 15 minutes. So I think that needs to be our new thing. A dance break? Yeah. Let's do it right now. Oh, yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. We're doing that dance that our kids hate. 
right now. Oh my gosh. All right, let's, let's just stop yeah. that no, while we're every ahead. Every 15 minutes, have a little dance break. <laughs> it feels good. Uh, psychotherapists say the most mentally strong kids always do certain things, okay? Uh, they empower themselves by having little catchphrases like, all I can do is my, my best, you know? And try to act confident, and I'm good enough, and I choose to be happy. They adapt to change. Well, that's good news. That's like the only thing I ever did as a kid on this list. <laughs> that's good. Uh, they know when to say no. They own their mistakes. I mean, a kid owning their mistakes. Come on. <laughs> uh, they celebrate other people's success. I don't think this should be for kids. This should be for adults. For everybody. Yeah. Yes. They fail, and they try again. So there you go. And a good news story to wrap up the whole enchilada today. Someone in North Carolina round, randomly found some World War II medals in a dumpster that belonged to a guy named Donald Helfer. He died probably 20 years ago. His kids were thrilled to find out. Why? Because they'd never known any of this about him, that he was a war hero. Oh, that's awesome. He flew almost 30 flights into enemy territory, never talked about it with them. Turned out he received a bronze star, (gasps) a flying cross, and a personal thank you letter from President Truman. And he never talked about it. Never shared any of that with his family. An American Legion official named Jeff Truett tracked the family down. She had no idea her fa- what her father did in the military. They've never seen pictures, never seen any of this. And they're all in their 70s and 80s. Now this family can maybe have some closure, some uh, answers that they didn't know about. He was a hero. Isn't that incredible? I think that people walk through some trauma and they never want to talk about it again. Think of Jack on This Is Us. He <laughs> hated talking about his war days. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you just never know. Right. What you might learn about somebody after they're gone. Pretty oh my incredible. gosh, just do 23 and me. You'll find a little Whoa. too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other yeah. treasure trove. Uh-huh. Don't open that can of worms unless you're ready. Oh man, the number one thing that stopped you from buying a house when you were ready to pull the trigger on it was what? Smelled like smoke. That's not a bad answer. Yeah. Uh, there's a survey out there that says 38% of people say they've actually decided not to buy because of a superstition. It felt unlucky. The address was unlucky. It had bad vibes. The street had an unlucky name, something like that. Yeah, the vibes is a real deal. You could walk in and just feel like something happened in that house, and you're like, not a chance am I buying that house. But I've had quite the opposite, where I like the street name. I liked the builder because it had my husband and my my. My sister's name, I thought it was a good sign. Oh, see, so you went the opposite direction. Yeah, but I've had the the bad vibes where there's no way I would buy a house. What about if it's too close to a cemetery? Would you buy that? No way. Not a chance. (laughs) I mean, really? Well, the number one thing that kept people from buying was not that or any of the other stuff we talked about. It was that something bad happened inside the house they found out about. Yeah. But I think people put too much value on that. You'd buy a house where someone died inside. Sure, because people die inside their houses all the no, time. How you. many people do you know, check out of a hospital, They the doctor gives them the bad news and they say, I don't want to die in the hospital, I want to go home. And so they do. They go well, they home should, and they die in their bed and that's the end of the story. It's not a big deal. The home value that their, their family is going to It doesn't matter. <laughs>
Because <laughs> there's not a way. People I mean, unless it's time. a nice spirit, then I'm all for it. If it's going to be a nice, loving spirit, okay. <laughs> I'll buy that house. But how do we know? Yeah. <laughs> 775-0949. Is our telephone number. John, what are you thinking? Hey, not to be a killjoy to Mary, because I know she believes in ghosts and goblins and things that come for the night and all that. <laughs> They're going to mess with me and move my things yeah. around. <laughs> Maybe in the movies, but, yeah. you know, here back in the real world. <laughs> you know. I mean, if you think about it, there's probably dead things all around us from Thank the past, you. right? Yeah, if I can find a nice home and they docked its price off like 50 grand just because it's by a cemetery, oh, I'd all day. You were day. moving in there. That, that Amityville Horror House, yeah. I would take that in a second. <laughs> it was a pretty nice property. <laughs> you guys are nuts. You are crazy train right now. Listen, That's flatten what you it are. if you want. You know, bulldoze the no, place. No, you, you've seen Poltergeist. <laughs> location, location, they, location. Man. They built on top of a cemetery but did not remove the bodies, and that house was haunted, and the tree almost ate the boy. No, thank you. Well, that's a bad location, yeah. Oh, I'm a failure because I haven't got a brain. Yep, time for our weekly If They Only Had a Brain file. Dumb criminal stories. we got three of them here. See which one you think is this week's biggest loser. Story number one, you know, we talk a lot on this show about how what you put out into the world comes back to you. That's a pretty good example. A 21-year-old guy in Maryland was cruising around with a friend in a stolen SUV. Stolen SUV. Okay. When they decided they were finally going to do something good for a change, because these guys, not good dudes. Okay. They saw another motorist changing a flat tire by the side of the road, so they pulled over and offered to help. And while they were there, the other driver got into their already stolen car and tried to thief it from the thieves. Oh, my gosh. I mean... Zero professional courtesy. Where did this happen? <laughs> Maryland. Because I don't want to live there. <laughs> Fortunately, this guy's an even bigger loser than the first two because he slammed the already stolen car into a curb and then got stuck. And that's when police showed up and determined the car with the flat tire was also stolen. They arrested everybody. Oh, my gosh. Stolen car. Instant karma. You know. So they're all in the slammer together. <laughs> Story number two. We know you're not supposed to share Netflix passwords, but usually relatives kind of get away with that sort of thing. Not the case for a 50-year-old man in St. Louis and his nephew who got into an argument over password sharing on Saturday. The uncle caught his nephew trying to steal his Netflix password while he was sleeping. He wasn't having it. And that's when the younger guy grabbed a knife <gasps> and sliced Uncle's nose. <gasps> oh, my gosh. He went to the hospital. He's going to be okay. Police are still searching for the knifey nephew. <laughs> Story number three, a mother and daughter in Florida were just arrested for casting fake votes for the daughter for homecoming queen. She won by a landslide. Oh, my gosh. Nobody believed it. And the investigation began. Turns out. Mom's an assistant principal, so they used that is so dirty. her computer access from the school to get into hundreds of student accounts to cast these fake ballots. Unfortunately, by doing that, they also access students' grades, private medical info, addresses, birthdays, all kinds of personal stuff. And that is felony-level criminality That's right, right there. Right. So both mom and daughter could now do prison time. Oh, my gosh. Over the homecoming queen thing. They're going to have to figure out how to do makeup in prison. Heavy is the head yeah. that steals the tiara there. Oh, flip fire heads! That's right. Now, that's a queen you can get behind. 
All right. So who is this week's biggest loser? Is it story number one, stolen karma? <laughs> story number two, the Netflix nose job. Oh, nice. Or, <laughs> or story that. number three, the Scara in the Tiara. The Tiara. Oh, yeah. She's a loser. What a bad mom. Oh it's God. awful. You wonder why people grow up and are bad people. Seriously. Uh-huh. If they only had, had a, a brain. brain. What would 10-year-old you love about grown-up you the most? What would 10-year-old you think about you when you were 10 years old, fifth grade? I kind of like this. This question. Love about the person you've grown up to be. Because usually it's like, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? Right. But, you know, like, why not look at yourself and and find some good qualities? Yeah. You know, I think that, like, when I was 10, I always pictured myself in, like, a business outfit, like the business jacket and skirt. Oh, my God. And heels and, like, not married. You in corporate America. be the worst. That's hilarious. I know. Oh my gosh. A nine to fiver for uh, me. Yeah. They, they would hate me. Um, but I think that like they might like I don't know if I looked at myself like I could wear jeans to work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean yoga pants like nobody cares. Are you kidding? I, I can't believe you haven't hit the number one thing. Ten year old you I think would love the fact that grown up you has a massive trampoline in your backyard. Oh yes. I mean, that is come something on. which I was not into at the beginning of the quarantine, and I, now I look back, I wish I would have got it. Yeah, at the beginning because the kids, it really helps, you know. Well, they're loving it now. I mean, no regrets. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that you know, just that like life has been. I, I, I've like went against some like scary things, like you know, getting <laughs> plane tickets day before going to Europe. You're overthinking this. Okay, am I? <laughs> what about you? We're talking about ten year old you. What did ten year old you know about anything? Not a lot. No. So what would they look at right now and go, oh, yeah, grown-up me is cool. I think 10-year-old me would think, oh, grown-up you has two skateboards? That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. By the way, talk about pandemic purchase. Oh, my gosh. Ding, ding and ding. ding. <laughs> Can I buy one of those off of you? My daughter wants one. Yeah. <laughs> 10-year-old me, I think, would love all the drums I have in the house. I think the 10-year-old me would like that I have, like, a Jeep where there's, like, no, like, windows. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, that would. Yeah, take the top off. The the Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) 10-year-old me would love our dog. That we have now as grown-ups. I think that, no, I do think 10-year-old me would like that I kind of just, like, travel and don't think about things. Like, I don't think about things. I still don't think about things. That's not true. I don't. You think about a lot of things. I do? Oh, my gosh. Like, what? Oh, Meredith. (laughs) I don't think I think about anything. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I just do things, and I'm like, how did I end up here? You think about all that woo-woo stuff. Oh, I do think about that. You know, good energy stuff. I think 10... Relationships. You know what? That's like all you think about. I think 10-year-old me would be shocked that I shower every day. <laughs> because there I never is. showered. There it I was is. dirty. Yes. I didn't comb my hair. Yeah, ten year old me never liked taking a shower, even though I was stinky every day. And the lipstick, they my ten year old me would not believe it. I was such a tomboy. They'd be like, Oh, you're so uncool. <laughs> All right, we're talking about Ben's Bells because Friday we celebrate a little kindness with our friends, the be kind people, and this week's Ben's Bells Belly is Kira Espinosa. She was nominated by Yvette Rodriguez, 
And um, Kira is one of these awesome teachers that we've been hearing about during the pandemic. She works at Carrillo Elementary, and she's been assigned to Yvette's twins for the last couple of school years. And then when the pandemic happened and schools were shut down overnight, Miss Kira would go the extra, extra, extra mile. She'd mm-hmm. send all of her students notes in the mail and uh, she would Zoom with them just to check in. Oh, that's and awesome. Yvette says even though she's not the general ed teacher assigned to her kids, she created individualized work plans for them since they were struggling with virtual online assignments. Aww. She made weekly hands-on activities that must have taken her countless hours of her own time, late nights, off-contract time to create. They were tailored and customized. That's awesome. She used her own money to purchase things to help the kids uh, understand and reach their full potential. Uh, Yvette says, her kindness in doing these things has helped my twins tremendously and if it were not for Miss Kira, I honestly can say the regression of my kids this school year would have been huge. She cared for them as if they were her own children. These teachers. I mean. What they've given this past year, unbelievable. Phenomenal. Yes. So, Kira Espinosa, this week's Ben's Bells Belly, we salute you and thank you for being a kind person, really going way above and beyond to help the kids uh, who through no fault of their own were in this crazy predicament. Uh, you're one of the special people in our community. We thank you. If you know a good person doing kind things in our world, tell us about them. Log on to MixFM.com and link up with Ben's Bells. You can see it right there on the Greg and Mare page, MixFM.com. Morning Greg, Greg, Greg and Mare. And Mare. Mornings on 94.9 Mix FM.